Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. All right, fine. Yeah, here we are. My, com- my computer's about halfway dead, so we'll see how this goes. What What are you eating this morning, Joel? Today. <laughs> Welcome to the ASMR Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. I'm eating a kind breakfast protein, peanut, peanut butter, uh, banana, dark chocolate. Very good. What the hell is ASMR? Are you serious? Yeah. Not very often. Not very often, but in this case, yes. ASMR is, I don't know what it stands for. Let's Google it. You're <laughs> giving me a hard time. You don't even know what it is. Well, I mean, ASMR. It is an acronym that means autonomous. Autonomous. Sensory, a, whatever. A, <laughs> autonomous sensory meridian response. Sometimes auto sensory meridian response. It's a tingling sensation that usually begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. A pleasant form of paresthesia, it has been compared with auditory tactile synesthesia and may overlap with frisions. So essentially oh. pe- people really, I, it does not really get me, but Kirsten does. It's like, there are, there are like people on TikTok or they make YouTube videos or on Twitch with like these really good mics and they like whisper and they make all these tactile sounds like they all like... Like they'll have like acrylic nails and tap on the microphone or they'll whisper or they'll make crunch, like they'll get like um, materials and crunch them and stuff. And it gives some, it gives the listener a ASMR, gives them a, a meridian response and makes them tingly and feel good. Well, welcome, welcome to 2022. That's, <laughs> that's where we go to feel something, ma'am. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't that's believe you where we know. go to feel something yeah i can't believe you don't know what it is i don't know man i don't i just like my rock and roll yeah that's that's, that's fair. whatever i bet you've had an asmr response to like a good drums in space oh, i'm sure i have yeah, you know sure. what i mean yeah why label it well some people need their kink right they need <laughs> uh, yeah they need, i get they it need, i mean they I'm, need somebody I'm whispering and tapping on a microphone i have a decent microphone maybe i'm missing out on an opportunity here that is a great revenue stream steve well because this one's been so profitable you know what i mean (laughs) you know what you could do you could do an asmr video and just like you could talk about whatever you wanted as long as it was whispered and like yeah you need to i'm not even gonna you don't even know what it is but i highly recommend between now and I next don't week, have time for this shit, Joel. You have tons of. Do you have tons of time for this shit? Don't give me that. <laughs> oh Just my god! Speaking take, of t- speaking take of the five minutes. To- speaking of things I don't have time for, how is your floating? My oh, um. Today's podcast is brought to you by whatever <sighs> coffee Joel is drinking. It's um, it's generic coffee. Sure. Um, my floating experience was intense. Okay. 
for those that are wondering what that is, please describe briefly the so lost in float experience. Yeah, the um they have um sensory deprivation tanks that you can rent um or you know check out so by basically the hour. you pay people to sit in this enclosed tub that's dark and has no light or sound or anything, mm-hmm. which kind of sounds like you know a really scary thing potentially. No, I no? mean it it, it it I mean to some people it might be. I don't think it is. It's like so the water, I mean, they they have these large tanks, um, and the water is really full of salt, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and uh you can so you're buoyant right it displaces mm-hmm. you know the 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 volume that you take up and you literally you, you can just lie there on the surface of the water essentially um and then what happens is you it's like this space pod door <laughs> you shut and it's right. completely dark and the water is skin temperature and it's soundproof and um you just lie there and completely devoid yourself of any sensory sensory input besides you know what's going on in between your ears sounds terrifying it's it it it's not <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> like here's the thing like i did that almost like because i hadn't been in a few years because of the pandemic but mm-hmm. i used to go every other month or so um and it was kind of my first, it was like a crash course in meditation. Mm-hmm. It is meditative in that it gets, it sort of gets your brain and body. It slams you out of that. Uh, para, it slams you into the parasitic Paris. Oh my God. Parathetic. parathetic? Nope. No. <laughs> Parasympathetic response. There we go. Um, so it gets you out of that fight or flight. So but that was like, kind of like, I did that before I was meditating regularly and it mm-hmm. was like, you know, mind blowing. And I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I've been consistently meditating since. So the, the, the ability for my brain and body to kind of get to that point is not so shocking. Anyway, you just lie there and you just kind of let the trip take, you know, um, I had, so anyway, I was like, and we didn't have a podcast last week. It's been banana. Like I am cooked and then recooked and then refried and then buried. And then, you know, it's just been a lot. So I'm like, you know what? I need to check out for an hour. I need Kirsten's out of town. I need to just, I'm going to book. I just like on a whim, almost like gr- begrudgingly booked a float. Cause I'm like, I, there's something I know that I need to just shut the world out for an hour, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, uh, <laughs> I blissed out. I, I completely blissed. Out. I mean, um, yeah. Well, one time I, one time I floated and, uh, I think it was the time where the guy in there was like, Hey, nobody's booked after you. Do you want to go for like two hours? And I was like, yeah. So I was in there for two hours and, um, completely void, just completely tripping out on the visuals in my mind, went to outer space, left my body, the whole thing. And then, um, the, the plan was after I was done floating to go across the street to jet splash and get my car washed. And I'm okay. in, and there's, there's a line, right? There's a line at the car wash. And I'm uh-huh. like, I just was like, oh, I was on autopilot. Just go to the car wash. And I was like in the car wash and all this. And I just started laugh crying at the absurdity of the car wash. I was like, good. Yeah. None of this matter. It was, you know, Doesn't so matter. it's like, 
<laughs> it kind of gets you to that state where like i i at this time the other day i went i was like i really want a big plate of nachos so i just sat in there like a stone 13 year old and ate a huge plate of nachos in seven minutes and left beautiful yeah it was just a really it's a reset for me it's a reset to the brain okay so abrupt subject shift okay it's related getting back to the 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 laugh crying in the car wash because of the absurdity of it and how it absolutely does not matter we need to talk about uh everything everywhere at the same time every everything everywhere all at once all at once sure yeah yeah because that that group that that that's a film for those of you that are wondering what the hell i'm talking about um uh everybody needs to go see it just like joel said two weeks ago Mm -hmm. um up my first because holly and i just kind of had a staycation last week which was nice Mm -hmm. um we both just didn't go to work and went and had brunch and went saw a movie it was great Mm -hmm. nice um but uh like the first there was a point in the first like 10 or 15 minutes where I, I knew that you had really, you know, recommended it or whatever, yeah. gave it accolades. And, and so I'm like, all right, I'll stick with this. But there was a moment where I was like, this looks like a terrible matrix ripoff. <laughs> like this yeah. looks, I don't, I don't, I, what the hell? And yeah. then like three minutes after that, it took off and I was like, okay, for the next <clears throat> two hours was just this insane. Yeah. Um, but that movie covers basically everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All at once. Well, in two hours and 20 minutes. But I mean, I mean yeah, it's a, it, it's like, it's a heartfelt multiverse, you know, but it's well, also, the, that's the thing that's because like at its core, it's like a family drama or at its core, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's an action movie or sure. at its core, it's a philosophical right yeah i mean that, oh, yeah. that's the thing is that it's it, it is it is all those things at once and it it is the genre that it's it's claiming to be in its title you know what i mean like Everything, it's not everywhere all at once yeah it's all of it it's it not is. just like it's not like you you kind of get in where you fit in with that one like i like yeah. that you called it a family drama i didn't see it as a family drama at all i saw it as like a metaphysical you know comment on the absurdity of our existence but other people have called it like a really beautifully messy kung fu movie um action movie definitely has that element yeah you know uh psychedelic trip out total psychedelic trip out Mm -hmm. (laughs) the everything bagel yeah (laughs) i I was laughing. I, I was like, I, I didn't see the, cause it was listed kind of an IMDb as like a you know comedy tag. Yeah. Yeah. Like not seeing it. And then I started to see it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was so funny. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh my God. She's, she was so good in that. That might be my favorite role that I've ever seen her in. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I could, t- we don't, I don't know. I want to want to talk about all the details of it, but I don't want to spoil it yet for people. Right. Just go in that, go into it with a completely open mind. I mean, I think, I think everybody, everybody can find a, uh, a boat to get on, on that one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like everybody can find their, their train car on that movie. And yeah, it does kind of present. I didn't even think about the matrix. Now that you say it, I was like, oh yeah, it does kind of start in that way. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, there's where she has her prescripted reality. Mm-hmm. And then starts breaking in, and there's this, you know, ship mm-hmm. where the guys with the things and the head thing, and you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, no, we have a whole other alternate universe reality to present to you right now mm-hmm. but you have to do these things first you know <laughs> i was like oh man mm-hmm. and then it started to then it clicked yeah and i tried yeah. to buckle in and then gave up <laughs> yeah there was no point in even trying to fasten the safety yeah. on that one yeah what's the uh the universe with the with the big hands is that what oh hot dog fingers hot dog yeah hot dog fingers Hot dog fingers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I noted with the woman on the TV movie that was kind of playing the background and sing- scenes, whereas the kind of the King and I esque mm. oh, yeah. dancing that the yeah. woman in that was also one of the wrestlers in Glow. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did not. Did you ever that. watch Glow? I did watch Glow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that that one canceled, but me too. I don't know where that was going to go. It could have gone anywhere. It could have got anywhere, but I don't, I don't know that they really knew Uh, that was always, that was kind of the, I guess the thing that kept me on the edge of my seat was like, what the hell are they going to do with this? (laughs) Right. You know, Uh, Hmm. I'm watching a, I'm watching a show called, um, Oh God. Outer range on prime with Josh Brolin. Oh, is it? western it's great it's a little western and a little sci-fi and a little oh. a little murder mystery i like josh brolin yeah he's great like he's this rancher who's had this family uh, had his family ranch most of his life but he discovers on the western edge of his ranch um land there's this giant hole that goes to nothingness like <laughs> and it's actually a, a rift in time and stuff it's it's wild it's like this okay. western kind of modern you know, millionaire rancher sci-fi weirdness. It's pretty cool. What was that show? It was a there was a couple seasons of it where each season was different characters, different plot. But it was uh, the first one was with uh, Woody Harrelson and um, oh, um, the the crime drama detective. Yes, I think was that it. That true detective, yeah. That was so that that made me think of that because like on the there it had this kind of supernatural element to it. Yep. Yep. That's Rust Cole. Yes. God, that was intense. Mm-hmm. That was so that that show was brutal. Mm-hmm. And I liked it a lot. I, I, I think the second season got a lot of guff. I liked it a lot. And I, I never still watched it. I never I haven't seen the third season either. No. There's three seasons, but I just stopped after the first one because that was like enough. For sure. Mm-hmm. That was very intense. Like very that was, intense. it was like one of those intense acid experiences where like, that was amazing. And I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious though. Like, so the, going back to the floating thing mm-hmm. there, I mean, there, I've talked to people about that and said, this is what it is. And people are like, fuck yeah, I would love that. And there are other mm-hmm. people like, fuck no, I would not. Lo-. You seem like the person that would not jo- enjoy that. That does not oh, sound no, like I'm in. Good- I want to go try it actually. Here's the deal with that, though. You've got to kind of do it a couple of times. I mean, you yeah. sit in meditation, though. But I, I, sure. I mean, it's a, it takes a little, it's it takes a little getting used to, mm-hmm. like just practically and also like mentally, like your brain. Because I watched my brain grab for 
uh, things to be afraid of. Mm, yeah, see, that's like, interesting. You know, like it needed something tack that's like, but once you completely get, I mean, there's no way to completely turn off the senses. You can kind of feel the water. You can, you kind of float and you bump into the side of the tank or whatever. Right. And you're like, oh, but it's, um, but yeah, you, once you get to that kind of spot, you can really, it's just, I don't know. I just, your brain kind of rewires itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, it is something I think people could, could chase like that euphoric feeling of returning to the world a little bit. It's like, it feels really good. I could see how people could get like, they'd want that all the time or want to do it. And it would kind of burn out maybe, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'd be, I'd be interested to hear your, your take on it. Yeah. I think maybe that's something I'll do. I mean, I live right down the street from the place. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, Kirsten thought she would hate it. But she loves it because like the, the whole claustrophobia potential, you know? Right. But if you're completely sensory deprived, how do you know you're in an enclosed space? Right. And it doesn't feel that enclosed to me. Like, it's not like a, it's not like an aliens pod, you know, like, you know, like Sigourney Weaver and it's like, and you're just like, you know, right. you've got, you've got a little space in there. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, speaking of getting used to, I'm trying, I have contacts now. Oh, is this new? Yeah, it's new about a week, 10 days in maybe. And uh, because of the way this is weird, uh, because of the way my prescription is like mm-hmm. my vision is, I mean, my, like if I didn't have any correction, like I can get through life. I just, yeah. some things are kind of blurry and it's kind of hard to read certain things, but like I can function, but it's way better with correction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had 2010 vision until I was 40. Oh, wow. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so because of the way my eyes are, the prescription, it's like I need correction for both up close and in the distance. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of complicated. Um, Is that a bifocal thing then? Yeah. But like at work, what I found with bifocals, I spent all day looking at computer, computer screens. And to see the screen, I had to, I did this all day long. I like, oh, I, yeah. I Tilt look, your head up. And yeah. yeah. And down it, it just, at the same like, time. <clears throat> what's that? Tilt your head up and look down. At the exactly. Same yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, that's no fun. So I ended up just not wearing my glasses at work, which is kind of <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So anyway, I went for my annual whatever checkup and I wanted to give context to try. So what they've done is it's called, uh, I believe, monovision. So much, and this is funny. You know, <laughs> it sounds like something it. from the World's Fair in 19. 19- Welcome well, to Monovision. It's the new. <laughs> it's the new way to look at pictures. Monovision. It's all in one space, and it smells bad too. As you ride through <laughs> the orange groves of the film, you can smell the orange groves. Welcome to Monovision. <laughs> Flavin. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so chickens. Chickens. Okay. They have two eyes on each side Correct. of the head. Yep. One of the eyes is for seeing things up close. And one of the eyes is for seeing far. Right. Sure. So like they'll tilt their head depending on what oh. they want to see. So they've done the same thing with me. You have I, chicken eyes. Yes. My left they- eye. Oh my God. The dog heard me say chickens and now is upset. That's a whole other thing. Oh, that <laughs> I can't unpack that here, man. <laughs> So anyway, my left eye is for 
is is fixed is corrected to to have good up close vision and my right eye is corrected to have good distance vision and so then what happens is your brain just kind of muxes that together wow yeah monovision monovision yeah it's it's really weird and it's taken a little bit of getting getting used to do you have to close one eye or close the other eye like if somebody's like hey look at is that a is that an owl in the distance and you have to close it why did you go for an owl i don't know okay because i i was kind of hoping to see an owl okay but that's um so yeah that's kind of a thing but like and it's taken some getting used to and it definitely there's a like a break-in period Mm -hmm. where my brain had to kind of get used to that and there are times when it's like i have to it's almost like those uh 3d posters where Uh, if you think about it you'll never see it yeah like on mall rats I don't. I only saw that once. That was my oh. least. That was my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. Oh, okay, and yeah, but I know what you mean. You kind of have to relax your eyes and let yeah, it all you blend have together. To not think about it, and then because if I think about it, then my vision gets kind of weird. Do you think that if if you harness this power, you could see the fourth dimension? Well, I mean, I already have a window into the whole Corgon thing, so that's true. Yeah. I wonder if that. I wonder if entering the cave, you know, repeatedly actually allows you to see it clearer i'll tell you i haven't been since i got my contacts so i'll let you know i'll, I'll yeah I'd, i'll check it I'd, out i'd be curious i think mean, that power is so great i don't to see how this little vision correction thing is going to affect any of that right it's the i mean it's the limits of the it's the limits of the human body right really and th- that's the whole thing that feels so ridiculous about this is look at what i'm doing it's like i'm spending all this money and time to correct this little vision problem that is absolutely irrelevant Ah, yes. In the big picture. I mean, I do have to function in this mortal situation. Yeah. On this mortal coil. Right. Which, uh, how is it, it touching you? That's the only thing that's kept me from getting contacts, my friend, because I, well, the so touching? here's the, well, the, 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 the play I recently did, they're like, uh, we want you to wear these other glasses, but they're, they were just, you know, dummy glasses. They didn't right. have actual correction in them. Like, do you have contacts? And I mean, you know, every play I've ever been in, people have asked me, I'm like, no, but I'll get along. And this one, I was like, I don't know if I'll get along. Right. But, so I'm like, I've always refused contacts because I don't want to fucking touch my own eyeball. That's what. Well, so here's the thing. First, I got to, I'm going to let a dog out. I'll be right back. I fuck every fucking time we record this fucking podcast, this dog. It's like you bitch, set it up. Bitch, bitch. I mean, so here's the thing is that I have, oh, so here's my experience with that is like, that's one of my big things with contacts and why I wasn't interested because they're all touching my eyes thing. Yep. But all glasses are a hassle. <laughs> so I'm like, how long have you worn glasses? Like well, since you were a kid? I got them when I was like in eighth grade, but I didn't so, really like to wear them a lot. I wore them on and off in high school, but it was like, but for a long was, time, you've worn them for 20 plus years. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See, glasses are pretty new to me. And then to me, whatever. Uh, I just thought, like, the only thing that was keeping me from Holly's worn contacts forever. mm -hmm. And my younger daughter's had them forever, basically, in her lifespan. And since she was in grade school, basically. And, and they're so funny. Like, you you can do this. Francesca's all, Daddy, you can do this. I'm like, you can do this. Do you want me to hold your hand? Kind of. Yeah. So, um, so I went to go do my fitting or whatever, where they, you know, and I swear to God, I, I got like, I got them in pretty easily. Yeah. Yep. But then, okay, well, now it's time. So then we went and did the check to see if they're working and they were. So then we go back to where we tried to take them out. 
and the right one took me a few minutes because mm-hmm. there's a you know like a and uh there's a technique there's a few techniques i could not get the left one out oh wow i dug in my eye for 20 minutes it's all red and inflamed <laughs> and i'm like this is literally my worst nightmare coming true right now this is the whole reason why i haven't done contacts yeah and like in the middle like i i somehow managed to like fold it over and it kind of got stuck up in my eyelid oh god no. and i'm like i'm out and then and then the the nice lady that was helping me she's like um i'm gonna go get the doctor oh god and i'm like okay fine i'll just be here dying you know yeah and uh while she was gone, one of the other people, like I, I managed to get it out. And I'm like, I don't know, man. This is like that sucked. Yeah, my, my, my no. eyes all just inflamed and really angry at me because I'm digging, you know. And yeah. so I thought, you know, that was time. Whatever, I'll try it again. So, but like I could, I could, I had the hardest time getting getting them out. I get them in really easy, but getting them out, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can do this. Like it's just, it sucks. And I finally asked the third night I asked Holly, she's like, I don't understand what the, I just pull it out. And I'm like, well, good for you. <laughs> You've been doing this for 30 years. Like this is, this is horrible for me. Old you know? dog, new tricks, Holly. Kind of. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then she just showed me, she's like, well, this is how I do it. And, and I, the, basically I was just doing it wrong. Cause you, wow. when, you're, when you're putting him, pulling him out, you don't, need to touch your eye you just t- grab the lens and kind of just flick it out this it this is a reinforcing my refusal to get contacts but it it, it it's getting better like because the like the when they're in which mm-hmm. is the vast majority of the time i mean that's putting it taking in putting them in and taking them out of the percentage of the day that you know i'm conscious mm-hmm. is a very small percentage and it's getting smaller because now i'm getting them pretty quickly mm-hmm. um and the the benefit of that is uh it's really nice just not have to deal with glasses and like my field of vision is not just through the glasses oh i see what you mean and so like that is pretty awesome like i really i like it you know it's not it's not perfect kind of like glasses aren't perfect there's kind of a different set of kind of weirdness around it but it's uh so far i it, overall um it's i mean believe me i mean i had my like i was not okay in the office like, like this I, sucks. that that whole thing sounds like i would that would be me uh you, you're like throwing a clipboard and stomping out and then having <laughs> to make an amends like three hours later right after i talked to kemper and my therapist right I kind of sounds like, like I, I, the, I had that moment. I walked through that process in my head yeah. as the lens was folded over and stuck up. I had that. I had that moment a few years ago as a fully grown adult at a dentist office. So I mean, it, oh, it's uh-huh. possible that I would lose my shit like that. Uh-huh. Like I can't do this, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm out, and screw this, and I'm you know, and then I have to go make amends to the you know nice <laughs> and try to the nice people that work at the optometry clinic, and then talk to them, unpack my trauma. I was, I, I was able to keep it together. They could see that I was frustrated, but they all sure. understood why I was frustrated. Cause I made it sure. very clear. Like, I don't like any of this, but I want to yeah. give it a try. It's like, yeah, no problem. We'll, you know, we get it it's all not- the time. We're good. And I could tell that like 20 minutes in, they were kind of like, I'm not sure oh, what to do. 
He's going to sure snap. To, I'm not sure what to do here because this is this is like a, this is crossed the line of <laughs> usually takes like five ten minutes and we're at twenty now. And this guy's eye is we the have color. To call of a, the doctor. The guy's eye is the color of a Nebraska football game. Like it's just. Oh wow! It wasn't great. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, feel, I didn't I, cry I'm, or I'm yell or anything, but I was like, "This is I like this is probably a deal breaker." Yeah, dude, I'm I'm super impressed that you didn't throw. A, I would have thrown a hissy fit. I think well, in, in my worst self, you know what I mean. I mean, there was a point where I was like, "Okay, this isn't working. We need we need Plan D." She's because they were trying. Well, there are some other methods, and I'm like, "Whatever, just tell me." I don't like. I want this thing out of my eye now. I see. My instinct is to say things to myself like, "They're going to have to remove your eyeball." Oh, I didn't go that far. No, see, I knew it wasn't going to come to that. See, that's where I go. They kind of reassured like, me, like, oh. the, like it's not the way your eye and the socket and everything is built. Like, it's not going to go up into your cranium. It's just going to kind of, it's just kind of stuck up there a little bit, you know. It's going to attach to your frontal lobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna drool a little bit, and you're and gonna the, walk right. with a limb. You'll walk kind of with. You'll have to drag the foot a little bit, but you know. And, but but on the plus side, you will have excellent five G reception. <laughs> yeah, and you'll say everybody's names backwards, but perfectly right. <laughs> for the rest right. of your so life. So it's a, you know, it's a, there's a, it's a mix. Well, I'm impressed, man. Thanks. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know that I know that we may have lost some people on this episode thus far, but I think there's some spiritual <laughs> fucking significance to this because I'm like, I'm like, like, this episode is different than any other episode. That's true. That's true. They, they, you know, all of those, all of our listeners are just, they're just lapping it up because we had to skip last week. You know what I mean? Well, I was, you know, I was a little worried about that, but then I looked at the market research and our analytics and nobody cares. So <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, Jack and Dave they'll pick up where we left off. You know, my friend, Dave Nell, who is, who is an avid listener. Oh, really? And you have an avid listener. We have an avid listener in my, I know we have some Dave Nell, listeners. He lives in Utah now, but he's actually back in Lincoln. And this is, this week has been so nuts with the show that he was like, Hey, I'd love to be on the podcast. I mean, I, Dave would be a great guest to have on the podcast. We have okay. to come on. Um, Hi Dave. Uh, we have two Daves now. Yeah. Dave Nell. But uh, he he, uh, you know, it, if if and I have such profound respect for Dave Nell, if he mm. thinks I'm doing something good, I'll just keep doing it. I love it. You know, what I mean? you know, what thanks I mean? for listening, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. He's actually in Lincoln right now, so we, I should hang out with him soon. But mm. try to make that happen. Try to hook that up anyway. I'm that proud be- of you. I'm proud of you. you, you you're you're thanks, a contacts buddy. man now. I don't think I can do it. I think. Yeah, I didn't think I could either, but I'm after kind of looking at it and seeing the potential, you know, benefit of them. I'm I'm a fan. It's a trade-offs like anything else, you know. And strikes once I figured and, out strikes and gutters, I can literally just dig my fingers as long as they're relatively clean in my eye for 20 minutes and not go blind. That's you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, but I've been through these that. like like I have these allergy drops I put in my eyes and it is, I mean, I shut the door. I'm so embarrassed because I don't want Kirsten to see how like, I can't even get the, I can't even get the damn eyelid up long yeah. enough to put it. Uh-huh. My Like every thought- bit of energy from my entire body is going to shut my eyelid. Cause I'm right. so, I just, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to contacts aren't going to work for you then. You I don't have think to they're going to work for me. You have to be able to hold your eye. You're like completely nope, open. Nope. 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 And then look in the same spot while you. Boop. Nope. Okay. Hard pass. Hard pass. Unless I have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. 
you know, if I, if like my agent says, Hey, we, um, we, uh, we've got a role for you and it's like Ethan Hawk, you're going to play with, you're going to, you know, play opposite Ethan Hawk and Margot Robbie and, uh, and Meryl Streep and Josh Brolin. Um, I'll get contacts. I'll do it. Sure. Okay. I'll hire somebody to shove that shit in my eye. There you go. But yeah. until then, that was a, that was quite the, uh, actor list there. Margot Robbie. Yeah. Margot Robbie uh-huh. and Meryl Streep and sure. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ethan Hawke would be my love interest in that scenario though. Is that right? Just so we're clear. Okay. I can see that. I'll just leave it there. Sure. Thanks. Good. Weird. (laughs) Monovision. (laughs) This film brought to you by Monovision. The new wave in cinematic experience. (laughs) I'm, dude, I'm so fucking toast at this. I got to go. Like, we're recording this an hour earlier than normal because I've got to go back to work today and strike the set oh, and yeah. do a fucking uh banquet with the students sounds awful it's not awful it's just i just Sunday. don't wanna yeah, i understand i just haven't had like i just haven't had uh i just want i always <laughs> go back to something brandon used to say he's like i get pissed off because i think i deserve couch time and i'm like i remember saying fuck you and now i'm like i fucking deserve couch time it's not but. that you deserve couch time. It's that self-care is a thing. See, that, thank you. Mm-hmm. It is. And I, and I have, here's, here's the reality is that I've been like nonstop, no day off going for like three or four weeks straight. And uh, I, I, I think the tools that I've learned in a lot of different circles has kept me from really losing my mind. Like I got a little spicy with some students the other night and we made that right and everything's fine. And I talked to my therapist. I mean, I have all these tools, but like walking through that stuff uh, without those tools, I would have, I would be in a van down by the river by this point, like for real. And, and I'm just so cooked. Like I'm cooked, recooked, fried and yeah. So like a nice, one of those Mercedes sprinters vans or like a, old uh conversion van yeah like i'm picturing like 1973 with the orange with brown decals on it and well i don't know if it was a nice conversion van with like a like a pegasus airbrushed on the side maybe like the van from uh onward yeah exactly Mm -hmm. no a sprinter van but that's a bullshit too. Cause like, I've been really fantasizing about the, uh, the, sp- you know, sell the house, buy a RV or sprinter van and just mm-hmm. live on the road. Mm-hmm. I think Kirsten and I would just get, we'd get annoyed with each other about two weeks in maybe not annoyed with each other, but like, what are we going to do? Like, this is not a vacation. Oh my right. God. This is, this our is life. Now like the our, reality of that. Yeah. This is now our life. And I kind of really need to go. I would like to go take a shit in a real bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like to go down to the basement that doesn't exist and just kind of right. play video games for an hour. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's that craving it. That, so yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know either. <clears throat> I was thinking, uh, you know, imagine like, imagine if we actually had to work for a living. 
like it's uh, like a factory job or something. Oh you know? yeah. No, I'm not saying that what we do doesn't require effort and thought and time and consideration because that's it does for sure. Yeah. And yep. you know, dealing with people and situations, I mean, it can be very stressful. But like working, you know, being like an Appalachian coal miner or something oh, yeah. like that, where right. like that's your option. Your your dad's your dad's dad did it. Your dad did it. They both died from emphysema at 38, and you're gonna die from emphysema at 40 because now we have health care. I think I've got the black lung pop. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I, you know, not that that's a reason to be I, yeah. grateful for what we do, but you know, I know, but it, it's horrible or like, but you it, can't stay grateful on other people's. I, I'm aware misery. of that, but like we are of all of the people on this planet. Yeah. We, we really got, got it pretty good. I don't know, man. You don't think so? What, what's your, what's the option? I do have it. I have a very good, but that doesn't the also option would it, be to be independently wealthy. Yeah. And, uh, and to sit, to sit on the beach, you know, complaining about the state of the nation. Yeah. Right. The, uh, it's not that, um, yeah, I just, because, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like, well, okay. I could work at, you know, <clears throat> like where I'm from BDs in Columbus. It's just a yeah. factory job churning yeah. out medical supplies or whatever right and i'm that comes with a certain amount of shitty exploitation right but right. you can clock in make the widgets oh, clock yeah. out yeah mm-hmm. this requires a certain it, it's like there is an upside to that but there's also a downside to that i'm not comparing i mean comparison is the thief of joy and i don't want to compare my Ooh. insides to anyone else anyone's outsides right. <clears throat> but there's some days you know the idea that like I could just punch in and, you know, do the thing, press the, you know, make sure the right. the sheet of metal is on the right spot and the mm-hmm. thing comes down and cuts it and I move it along. I know mm-hmm. they have robots for that now, but you know what I mean? Like I just punch in, get on the assembly line, put in my headphones and go. Yep. And then clock out. Mm-hmm. There's a certain, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's one of my first it jobs. I worked uh, supporting this, uh, gargantuan construction company if it involves concrete in southeast nebraska this company was involved in it somehow but uh we were out of the at one of the cinder block factories me and my boss where they make cinder blocks mm-hmm. and that's this just this amazing mechanical ballet yeah that from taking the raw aggregate to make concrete uh that all happens automatically it all gets poured into these molds automatically the molds get rolled these giant racks of cinder block molds get rolled into these they're basically ovens but they're like they don't they're not very hot they just the blocks just sit in there for quite a while days mm-hmm. and cure and then they automatically roll out and they're mm-hmm. automatically uh taken out of the racks and they're automatically palletized right mm-hmm. it's all mm-hmm. automatic for the most part i mean there, but there's people kind of monitoring the boards kind of like homer simpson looking at the right the board of lights you know yeah um but there's one guy in between where the finished blocks come out of the kiln and are coming down this conveyor belt so that they can go to the automatic palletizing thing um, where he, he literally, because it's the one thing computers can't do is identify like a deformed block. Oh yeah. So there's one guy standing in the middle of this conveyor belt and he just, when a block comes by that's deformed, he just pulls out the belt, throws it in a bucket. Wow. 
block comes by and just checks them as they go by. And there's like block, 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 mm-hmm. bucket, block, block. That's all he does all day mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. And I was just watching that. And I said, man, I don't know if I could do that. My boss just, he didn't even miss a beat. He just goes, I bet he doesn't take work home with him. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, my, my beautiful work is very emotionally invested. Not that anybody else's isn't, but I'm working with, I'm working with young adults who are um, being pulled in a billion different directions. And I'm mm-hmm. asking them to invest their emotional talent, energy, time, yeah. all of that into this project. And sometimes that's a, you know, a recipe for emotion. That's intense. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like some days, but that's the other thing is that like, if I was the block dude, I don't know how, I mean, would it be how many days? Seven mm-hmm. You'd lose your mind in less than a week. Seven days. Mm-hmm. Five like, working I'm, days. I'm out. I just walk off into the yeah. sunset. Yeah. I, I mean, that's. pile up. <laughs> just not even tell buy, anybody. Just buy them. Just, just hat, hat, throw my hat off. Yeah. Hard hat. Take, hard hat. Take it would my ba- hard hat off. It would, it would bounce along the floor as it kind of skittered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take, take my boots and throw them behind me. I'd keep the boots just because sometimes, I, you know. All right. So take the pants off and keep the boots. Whatever. I'd just throw the hat. Would it go slow? Would it be like a slow motion hat? Like, it, there be depending a, on the music that was going with it, what part of the, yeah, the you know, was it? would be the music it, underneath. It, I don't know. It depends on what part of the movie it is. I think it's be the end. You think like the, the, uh, it'd be like the um, goodwill hunting thing where they go to pick well up and he's just not there. He's just not there. Yeah. He's just not there, and Ben Affleck lights a cigarette and just looks off into the. In case morning. Affleck gets into the front seat. Yep, and they just keep <laughs> keep doing their thing. Yep. I was thinking also, it's kind of like a Breakfast Club, like you know, raised fist in yeah. the air. Yeah. Don't uh-huh. you forget about me? Right. After my four days, my four days in a manual labor job. Don't you <laughs> forget about me? Because I could see begin, being the beginning of the movie where it just starts where it's like panning over the the yeah. the factory and it comes kind of zooms in on the guy who literally just you kind of shows it on his face and he just says, fuck this, takes his hat off and walks away. And that's how it starts. Fuck this. I'm going back to academia. And it's or the long, you know, and then there's a mo- montage of like he goes training to face his wife. Who's like, yeah, why aren't you at work? He's like, no, nah, I decided not to. I just left. And she's like, well, you left the other tenure track position job i know honey i'm trying to figure it out and, and then you and then it's just the long it's like a it's like a rocky movie returning to the classroom you know with a lot of training a lot of emails see that's so funny because i i've been watching um i've been on a i'm catching up with better call saul and i started season oh, six so yeah. i'm in a very like you're you're like i don't know the tenure thing isn't working out and i'm like yeah, I think I'm just going to go commit some felonies. <laughs> I so I started watching. I watched the recap of the pre, what I thought was the previous season, and uh-huh. it's been so long. I was like, I don't fucking think I watched that season. So yeah, I, I see, think I, I totally, to- I totally did. I season five popped up on Netflix recently in preparation for season six, which is now live. Right. And I thought that I was like ready for season for the final season, but I wasn't. I hadn't watched season five yet. I think. I think I had season five going on DVR and I had a few to finish 
and then we got rid of cable season five's up on netflix and dude you have to watch it it's amazing well because i watched i started watching the first episode thinking that was the new season that's what i thought too i did the same and i was thing. like i've seen all this but i don't think oh. i finished the season so i'm like halfway through season five somewhere but oh, i probably should just restart it you should because it's amazing it's yeah, so bob good. odenkirk is a fucking national treasure he's amazing yep and the the the, the writing and some of the just situations in season five are hmm. I, I just gripping, just gripping. Hmm. I'm very excited for House and his relationship with Kim Wexler. I mean, yeah. they it gets real interesting. Well, I, I, I thought I read somewhere that there will be a little bit of overlap of timeline with the beginning of Breaking Bad. Oh, I didn't know that. But I think there might be a little bit of a uh, crossfade there. Which is my, interesting. My 22 pound dog is doing her best to now break down the door that I ushered her out of a few minutes ago. What's Hold her, on. what's her deal? What is your, I got a bone to pick, put her on the mic. First you want out and then you want back in. No, she didn't. She never wanted out. She just wanted me. So that's why I put her out. <laughs> she has a real hard time sharing you, man. I know she does. She's very, very possessive. It's actually kind of sweet. No, it's just weird. But, well, she she loves it's codependent. Me. Yeah, I'll say it. Dog, you've got issues. Dogs are codependent. <laughs> Dogs are codependent. They, they what need the hell to, is wrong with you? They need to fucking figure it out. <laughs> they need to be okay by themselves. There. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, you said it. You need. They need help. to be more like cats. No. No, they both have their roles. Yin yang. <laughs> Dogs can't live without us, and cats are like, I'd kill you if you didn't give me our food. Yeah. The only reason you even are alive right now is because you're the one that gives me the goddamn whatever they eat. Fancy I, feast. There's like something I like Colin's dog, Nico. Uh-huh. Just I mean, I I've never experienced someone so excited to see someone, you know, like when she sees me or when she sees, I mean, she sees Colin every day, but like she doesn't see us as much. So, but she remembers us. Uh She loses her fucking mind. And it's like, it, it feels so good. Exactly. Like like, I didn't do anything to deserve it. I was a dick all day. It's just grace. You're here. Oh my God. I'm so glad to see you. Be the person your dog thinks you are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, getting this, I'm getting this stare of like, it's it's too. It's, I'm not feeding you yet. Sorry. What's it? Is it lunchtime? Is it ball it's time? Getting, what is yeah, it? It's 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 yeah. It's you're not paying attention to me. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you Sunny, kind of the primary caregiver to yeah, the dog? I yeah. am. Yeah, and well, Sunny's she has some feline characteristics. In terms of like um, the sometimes complete indifference. Okay. But then it'll turn on a dime and be like, hello. And she's, she'll be so sweet about it. I'm talking about my dog now. She'll come up and she'll sit next to me on the couch. And then she'll just kind of put her paw like on my arm very gently. Mm-hmm. Like, hi. And I'm like, okay, that's sweet. Yeah, but you also you also spend money on her food and shots and you know, yeah, all that feces in the yard. Yeah, so she's codependent. She has a codependent. I mean, it's 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 toxic. 
<laughs> you hear this kid? We're just it's a top. The, it's, I, I, this relationship is unhealthy. <laughs> it's not. It's. I just want to be in a two-way street situation, not a one-way street, honey. She's kind of demanding. <laughs> <laughs> when are you going to get a dog? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, fuck. Should, maybe I should go get a dog. <laughs> Surprise, Kirsten. Hey, we got a dog. We <laughs> we talk about that stuff all the time. And it's like really? we vacillate between doing it and not doing it. And I, we've got so many people around us that it's, we're like, oh, but if we go away on vacation uh-huh. and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, that's well, real. Take, take care of the dog. Like my mom, right. like pretty much is the sole ter- caretaker of Colin's dog right now as he's in, you know, rotations and shit. So, like, right. you know. They would take care of, you know, I've yeah. got tons of people, people. take yeah. care of your dog. You should get a dog <sighs> just so you can experience the joy that is. I don't know. It situation seems pretty... I've got going on right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got a lot of concerts to go to, dude. I don't know. That's real. Dude, we're going, uh, we're going to see some music here coming up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see mud honey on Wednesday. <sighs> I randomly bought a ticket to see Mud Honey. And uh, is, that Mark, the, is that the grunge tip? Yeah, dude. They were, yeah, they were kind of a, they were a band in Seattle that got kind of, you know, noticed and big, mm-hmm. but they didn't blow up like some of the other bands. Right. But they are, um, and it probably, it, it saved all of their lives. I'm pretty sure, you know, oh. um, but oh, they are not getting huge. Yeah, but they're so fucking like Mark Arm, the lead singer. He was a big deal, but you know he had some drug problems. But he still like his day job. Literally, still is packaging records for Sub Pop. Oh, okay. So like he, you know, if you buy if you buy records from Sub Pop and have them delivered to you, he probably packaged them. Oh wow! But he's where, still got Mud Honey. Where are you, you seeing them at? Uh, slow down. Oh, there's a great Mud Honey documentary on prime it's pretty cool okay but i'm stoked to see them and then pearl jam on the 20th oh nice las vegas nevada did you see the thing oh did you see that uh lake mead's out of water what yeah cool headline yesterday lake mead's like out of water it's like 90 percent of las vegas's water supply oh fuck yeah so that's the thing that's happening is the world's we're, we're now actually getting to the place now where the planet's running out so of water I, so that'll be fun but i'm glad that fountain is still working the fountain of youth oh the, what the bellagio <laughs> fountain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the synchronized mechanical fountain mm-hmm. situation i'm glad that yeah, still... might not be running when you get there that's interesting uh-huh yeah because vegas is in the middle of a desert so uh yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and one of its primary water supplies is not able to provide water now so fun that seems like that's fine know, yeah, well, that's a cons- that's a the that's thing a made that, up. The, thing to, the thing that I always fall back on is that you know climate global climate change is just a liberal hoax. So yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I they I can't believe they drained that lake. Joe Biden and the Joe Biden administration. <laughs> yeah, drained the drained lake. the lake just to you know so that they could pass their legislation for climate change bullshit. Right. Man. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <sighs> Sleepy Joe, man. He caused it all to happen. He's completely Joe, incompetent. Joe he, he, he's completely incompetent, but he managed to raise gas prices all on his own and drain Lake Mead. So, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a mastermind. Yeah, Henry Rollins. Oh, how was that? It was amazing. It was so good to see him. Um, he only talked for two hours and 20 minutes this time. So it wasn't the three hour onslaught. Just a um, little, just a bite-sized version. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. And that's, you know, he talked about that for a minute. You know, he opened the show by saying, you know, part the re- here's the, the the people that prevented me from seeing you for so long were the anti-maskers and the anti-science people. Yeah. He nice. off on that for a few minutes, but it was funny. You know, he was all in good, good, but pointed humor, you yeah. know, then he yeah. also taught, you know, the people that that exact dynamic were like, Joe Biden's a fucking moron. He's sleeping <sighs> Joe. He can't do anything, but he also stole an election. <laughs> you know, it's like, you, which one is it, man? Yeah. You don't get to have it both ways. Well, you know, JFK Jr. is actually currently president. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's a. Uh, the, I mean, is that's that the thing? that's the crazy edge of that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. I guess. I'm not sure how, but could be. Yeah. I. Putin. What other concerts? Yeah. What other concerts are you? Going well, to? we're gonna go see Holly's favorite band in the world, which is the Cult. Oh shit! Um, coming up here real quickly in Denver. We're gonna blast out, see the Colt, and blast back. That won't suck. No, it'll be fun. Be good. Where are they playing open, at? Are uh, they playing some, a big? No, it's some club in Denver. Perfect. Yeah, it'll be good. I saw them at the Capitol Center outside of Washington D.C. in '89, opening for Metallica. Wow. And I actually, I mean, I was, you know, I had electric or whatever, played the shit out of that in high school. So I was kind of excited that's to a, see That's them. a weird, in 89, that's a weird band to open for Metallica. Well, especially. it was, and it wasn't great, frankly. Yeah. Not through any fault of the Colts. It was just like the sound sucked and they're, you know. they People were not there to see that. They were not. And it, yeah, it was kind of a weird billing. And like, they definitely like the, whatever the production for their set was not great. Yeah. It was just this sonic sludge. Couldn't really. Yeah you know yeah like you vaguely yeah you just couldn't hear it it was kind of crap actually yeah um which again wasn't the band's fault it just kind of was the way it was um i was kind of excited to see him and kind of bummed at how i was kind of mad for the band you know right right i was frustrated for them yep um whatever so yeah that's that was 33 years ago wow Dude. So yeah, anyway, that's gonna be good. And then we got tickets to go see the dead in Boulder. I think I'm gonna do that. Oh yeah, yeah, because I have tickets to see Bon Iver at Pinewood Bowl. But I think Kirsten's gonna we're gonna oh, miracle yeah. somebody into that show, and then I'm gonna go to the the dead. Nice. I think it's like, I think that's the right decision. <laughs> well, you know, but I don't like Bon Iver, and I don't, and not that I don't like going to concerts with my wife. I'm just right. like, I think that's. That's that's that to see that one more time. I think is a good idea. Might like to take that riot again. I might like to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. And I think Darren Keene's actually in town those same dates. I think he's playing yeah, in Boulder. The Boulder shows. Yeah, I think so. 17th. Oh. I think. So the post the post the after parties with Darren could Keen? be Darren Keene. Yeah. Oh, that'll be right on. I know. You got to see how I feel about all that. But yeah, that'll be that's that'll be an option. Mm-hmm. you are over the pug line oh my god <laughs> you need to leave the dog i'm sorry sonny i'm gonna have to put you out on the curb it's not me it's joel that's <laughs> i'm sorry 
I, you know, one of you can stay, one of you's going to have to go. This relationship isn't big enough for the three of us. That's right. This and... podcast is going places, baby. <laughs> just dragging me down. That's right, kid. I'm sorry. I know. I wish I wish that we were a video podcast just for this moment. It looks like I mean, I can't see the dog. It looks no. like you're rubbing your leg. I was rubbing the dog's head. I don't believe it, I guess. Yeah. Why would I be rubbing, rubbing my leg? I don't know. I don't kink shame. <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> Freak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, did we do it? I think I we did it. I gotta, I gotta, right. I gotta go work. Gotta, gotta go do your work thing. I gotta go cut the, cut the widgets. Go cut the widgets. All right. Well, well nice to your to hooter. You. To your hooter. I love you. Love you too. I'll we, uh, see you sometime. See you around if you don't turn square. Oh my God. <laughs> Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. Wake up. We fell asleep, our goose is cooked, our reputation is shot. Wake up a little Susie, wake up a little Susie. Well, what are you gonna tell your mom? What are you gonna tell your pop? What are you gonna tell the friends when they say, Ooh la la, wake up a little Susie, wake up a little Susie. Well, I told your mama that you'd be in back town. Well now, Susie, baby, looks like we goofed again. Wake up, a little Susie. Wake up, a little Susie. We gotta go home. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. We both fell sound asleep. Wake up, a little Susie, and we. It's over, it's four o'clock and we're in trouble deep Wake up a little Susie, wake up a little Susie Well, what are you gonna tell your mama? What are you gonna tell your papa? What are you gonna tell our friends when they say Ooh la la, wake up a little Susie Wake up a little Susie Well, I told your mama that you'd be in by town well now, Susie, baby, looks like we goofed again. Wake up, a little Susie. Wake up, a little Susie. We gotta go home. Wake up, a little Susie. Wake up. Wake up, little Susie. Wake up. We wasn't so hot. It didn't have much of a plot. We fell asleep, our goose is cooked, our reputation is shot. Wake up a little Susie, wake up a little Susie, we gotta go home. Don't forget, toot your hooter.